All right. So welcome to the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Today we have Coach Beck back on the podcast with a giant yellow jacket behind him on the screen that, you, that nobody can see besides me and him. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you put that up there. I think I was just telling you before we came on, I have a few backgrounds. I uh, I rotate through on teams, this virtual environment, right? Uh, and this is one of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Teams, Zoom, the whole thing. I, I don't know. Like, this is selfish because this is just my podcast, but I wouldn't have nearly the guests that I've had if I didn't have Teams or Zoom. You know, COVID kind of brought that out. And now it's like, man, I can, we can do this kind of stuff and not be in the same room, which is cool. Yeah, it's, I mean, COVID changed landscape, uh, you know, with football, things like this at work. I mean, there's no, we used to have in-person meetings all the time. Now you do a lot of team Zoom meetings. Uh, um, so I think I miss some of that interaction sometimes, but uh, also it lets you have meetings with folks that maybe you don't get a chance to. Um, so it's, I think overall it's been a good thing. Absolutely. So coach, for the, the listener who doesn't know, talk a little bit about yourself and specifically this past year, I'm gonna spoiler alert, you guys won the state championship in class A in West Virginia. So. Uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Um, yeah, so uh, for some reason, this is my second time on here. I, I hopefully, folks get a couple things from it. I'm not sure how much uh, I have to offer on that, but, you know, I'll talk about that. Um, I got done with college. I was, actually, I was in high school, knew I wanted to coach, and uh said, man, I'm thinking about becoming a teacher, an accountant, or a chemical engineer. Hmm. At the time, Coach Smith was the head baseball coach. He was my head baseball coach. And he was the uh, OC on the football staff. I still remember this day, like my senior years in the spring, he pulls me in an office, in his room, I should say, and said, hey, you don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, sure I do. I want to coach. He said, I don't worry about the coaching part. We'll, see, we'll take care of that. He said, uh, well, he saw uh, potential in me, ability in me. He said, go pursue these other career paths and uh, don't worry about the coaching part. So that's what I did. Then I came back and as soon as I came back, uh, Coach said, hey, why don't you help me coach? <laughs> so he kind of was a man of his word. So for 12 years, I helped uh, Terry Smith, Coach Smith, um, in my opinion, the best small school, public high school coach uh, that this state's probably seen. Uh, just an incredible coach, incredible mentor, built an incredible program. After 12 years um, with him, um, he decided he was ready to hang it up uh, along with a lot of the staff. We've been very fortunate, and you know, you're a coach, you've been through this. We have a very, at Williamstown with Coach Smith, very little staff turnover. I, mean, I coached with the same three or four guys for all 12 years, and they were there long before I was. Um, there was, you know, I have a six person staff, three or four of them had been together 20 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and then guys, so I was, I was actually the youngest guy on staff mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyways, when he hung it up, I was uh, fortunate that our administration, when I put my name in the, in the hat, so to speak, decided to, hey, we've got a pretty good thing going here. Uh, we think this guy can keep it going and um, gave me the keys to this deal. So that's kind of some background on me. When I worked for Coach Smith, I coached uh, offensive line. Um, defensively, I coached linebackers at one point, DBs at one point. Um, now that I've kind of transitioned to the head coach, I call the offensive play, still coach offensive line. 
And uh, defensively, I'm actually coaching defensive line with some guys. So uh, uh, on defense, I've coached all three levels of our defense now, uh, which is good. It gives you a good understanding from the front end clear to the back end. But um, so that's kind of my history. In year one as a head coach, we had COVID. So that was fun navigating all that. Uh, eventually, the map eliminated us. Uh, year two, um, we were able to get to the championship. Uh, fell a little short against Ritchie County. And, and then this year, uh, as you mentioned, we're fortunate and blessed enough to not only make a run to an island uh, appearance, but finish the job and we're there. Yeah, you guys, there's a there's a website called fourseasonsfootball.com. Are you aware of that, Coach? If you are yeah, yeah. dove yeah. into that thing? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you have. That was a dumb question. But it's really cool looking at, I was looking at Williamstown football history. And specifically, you know, with Coach Smith and yourself, man, such consistency in performance. And what what do you attribute that to? Because it has been Williamstown football in the state of West Virginia is consistent year in and year out. Uh, just, just excellent. Um, for the past, gee whiz, all the way back to, <laughs> you got to scroll for a while to find a season that wasn't a good year. You know what I mean? Yeah. So very lucky and fortunate. So um, to your point, if you go on that website, this year was our 23rd straight playoff appearance, right? Mm -hmm. So we haven't had a losing record in 23 years. Actually, nine, if you count 1999, because we're 5-5, five five, it's 24 years. But mm -hmm. um, 10 championship game appearances, three championships, and um, really have established a culture. Uh, what I attribute it to, there's several things. Um, in 1999, uh, Coach Bernie Buttrey came, uh, took the job at Williamstown. Um, in 1998, I was a freshman, so Coach Buttrey came my sophomore year. Uh, in 1998, we were three and seven. I was a freshman. I played uh, football from the time I was in kindergarten through my senior year, so 13 years of football. It's the only year I didn't like football was my freshman year of high school football. Um, and, and there's a lot of factors for that. But Coach Buttrius came in and just flipped the culture, uh, established an identity and what we were going to do. Uh, we implemented a weight training program. And we decided that no matter what happens, we're going to be as big and fast, as strong as we can be, and we're going to be as prepared as we can be. So I think he kind of flipped that culture. Hmm. And we had a community. This community is just unbelievable in how they support their teams and youth. Um, and we have such good, good families, such good kids, and it doesn't take much. I mean, I think Coach Buttery came and offered a little bit of hope, mm -hmm. and everybody bought in right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody's in. Uh, and part of that, there's some tough choices made. Uh, his first year, he cut a few guys loose that were very good players. Um, I know summer workouts aren't mandatory, but in Weepstown, they kind of are. Uh, That's so. awesome. By the way, we talked about this. That's that's very impressive how y'all do that. So he, uh, we got in August, and some guys that weren't at summer workouts all of a sudden weren't out there, and they're some of our better players. Mm -hmm. uh, I think he set a tone and expectation, and that hasn't changed. Um, you know, if you get to uh, summer, everybody expected to be there. We have reasons you can be excused, family vacations, if you're doing another sport, but th there's no, I just missed lifting. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't happen. Um, I think we've been so fortunate and blessed 
I mean, I hear guys talk about, oh, we got 50, 60% of our guys in the weight room, which is great. I mean, don't get me wrong, that's good stuff. We have some built-in advantages, how we're kind of geographically dispersed. We don't have kids driving two hours to get to our lift. We have kids driving 30 minutes at most um, because we're kind of a, um, we're not a county school, right? There's three schools in our county, so it's a little bit easier. So let me first say that it's a little bit easier for our guys to get to the weight room. And because of that, we expect them to be there. Uh, so we have and 99, 100% attendance typically uh, mm -hmm. through the summer, through the winter, through the spring and getting there. So I think uh, for us turning around was that just hard work and really committing ourselves to it. Um, actually, it's funny, we're talking about this. I'd have to look it up, but um, so he came in 2000 mm -hmm. and uh, you just didn't see a football impact, though. It was across all sports. So we have won, as a school, 40-some state championships. I think it's 43 state championships uh, in different sports. Uh, 37 of them have came since 2000. Um, so for me, like not only... And that's one bit been we're trying to upgrade our weight room right now. One of the things I always talk about is, hey, this weight room did not just turn around football. I mean, it played a huge factor in that, but I think it's played a huge factor in other sports. So our football program decided, hey, we're going to get big, fast, strong. People start seeing, oh, these guys might be on to something. Now our basketball team's in there. Our tennis team has contacted me and got in there. Wrestlers lift. I mean, it just goes to train. We had to, for the first time this summer, make, you know, you usually have a gym scheduled in your school. <clears throat> Let you know what sport has the gym at what time. We had to do that for the weight room this past summer. Oh, wow. Uh, um, we had to actually publish, hey, here's when you're in. Here's who when you're in th these different sports. But um, I don't think it's an accident that um, since 2000, we decided to get serious about lifting. Our school has seen so much success. Now, is that the sole factor? No. Uh, I think if you look across our school right now, we are very blessed and fortunate uh, to have a, a lot of really talented young men and women uh, that are very great athletes. Um, and that should I mean that so doesn't take anything away from the kids. I think we got great kids and families, but I think our culture in terms of how we lift, how we work, um, has set us up for the long run here. I think. Yeah, talking about, you're talking about culture. How you, basically how you do the day to day is let y'all become just excellent in all sorts of things. Obviously, it takes families and and kids and all those things but it's cool to see a place like y'all's put it together and just sustain it and sustaining sometimes is harder than getting there uh at least what in my time as a coach it's when you get there it's okay now we have to actually we have to work harder to stay on top to continue to be excellent because now people are chasing us right i'm sure everybody that plays you this next year has y'all circled on the schedule because you won the state championship, right? Yeah, I think getting, I think that's one thing I've always um, um, admired about Coach Smith and what he was able to do is the sustain part. I mean, you see teams and programs all the time, I think get good for a handful of years, three or four years maybe, and then um, for whatever, it's just, that's just high school sports, there's that 
cycle most mm -hmm. schools go through. Uh, the fact that we haven't gone through that in football yet, a knock on wood, um, is really a testament to Coach Smith and what he did and the, the foundation he 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 um, kind of incorporated here. Um, I mean, I talked about Coach uh, Buttry, new expectations and accountability for our players, attending every work in. And one thing I thought that Coach Smith was really good at good at is either you're in and you're, or you're out and nobody's bigger than the program mm. uh including you know me you whoever it's about all of us mm -hmm. uh, and our kids have just bought into that and he has again we've cut guys loose that weren't bought in mm. wow. that um could have helped us win games uh i remember one year made to a state championship um our best player from that team had some incidents leading up to next season and he wasn't there. And mm -hmm. he would I mean he was, you know, our most athletic best player. Uh Coach Smith was never afraid to um he never changed his standards of what he wanted mm -hmm. out of our players, our expectations. I think um certainly we're in a time in football we're trying to get guys to play and uh, that requires us to be more flexible, I feel like, as coaches at times mm -hmm. and um, more accommodating. But I, th I do think you got to have these core beliefs or expectations that you're not going to waver on. Mm -hmm. Here's my non-negotiables. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that Coach Smith um, did a great job of. Mm. You're talking about being flexible this day and age. That's so true. Obviously, there's a set of standards, but man, it really is true that with all the things people have access to these days and in a county like mine, you know, we have kids on a bus for, you know, two hours or whatever. So you're trying to be flexible in the off season in my seat because, hey, you know, you may not make it because it's a whatever ride home or your parents don't have gas money. Um, but there has to be an expectation. And that sometimes is, is a fine line for me, right? It's like, what is the expectation? So I don't like putting things in writing because then it kind of pins you, but pins you down sometimes. Um, you know, maybe I need to put more things in writing. But what are like, what's your expectations? But what are some of yours that have helped you going forward as the head coach? Like, what are some things you say? Hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it, and you got to buy into it. Well, you're going to be. I mean, accountability is number one thing, and for us, it's all about the work we're putting in. So my expectation is you're not going to have any unexcused absences okay uh, we we don't negotiate on that uh if there's an unexcused absence there's consequences associated with that mm -hmm. um now we're you know i mean i'm the same way it's tough to put things in writing but we have a handbook everybody gets in the spring uh and it's emailed to all the parents mm -hmm. and it goes through uh expectations in the summer expectation once august um starts winter conditioning spring conditioning etc mm -hmm. of what we're going to do what our expectation is mm -hmm. now do you have to be flexible certainly um sometimes there's reasons for guys missing mm -hmm. and that can be taken into account mm -hmm. and um so i guess it's not a fast i mean if you if something happened with your family um you know, we could talk about that and kind of sort through it's a case by case basis. But the expectation is 
you're going to be at the workout. Right. Uh, we have, you know, during the season, once August rolls around, there is no excused absences for us. Mm -hmm. um, like in the summer, winter, spring, certainly there are. You got vacations, you got other sports, you got different things going on, right? Uh, but during the season, you're going to be there. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what and uh and if you don't participate in practice you know one thing we do do that may be a little bit different than folks is um if we hold you out you start practice that's different but i mean if you are sick and miss a practice you're hurt i mean that that there's there's consequences to that mm. um so uh we had I mean, if you roll your ankle and you don't do practice tuesday and wednesday you're going to sit the first quarter come friday night mm. um uh, we just really feel like for your safety, for your preparation, uh, practice is that important to us. Mm -hmm. um, now, with that, you've got to be really smart. I feel like as a, you know, if, I mean, you're going to have some players that are practicing with uh, tweaks in their ankles potentially. You got to modify their practice. You got to be smarter right. than. Well, I mean, the expectations. You're not out there going 100% every. I'm holding you out of certain drills. Or having you do some different things, mm -hmm. but you're there. I mean, you're in your helmet, you're in your shoulder pads, your mm -hmm. teammates see you out there standing with them. And I think that's important for us. Um, so those are some th for us. Is those are non-negotiables in terms of um, you've got to be present mm -hmm. and you've got to really be here for. Us. So um, as long as kids do that, you know, we can work around a lot of other stuff, but. Uh, accountability and the expectation that you're going to work with is, is kind of things that we have not uh, wavered on. Yeah, we had in college, I remember at Liberty, we had these uh, Airdyne bikes, like the ones with the big, like the, the handlebars and then the big, like, fan wheel. And if you were hurt, you pedaled on those or you did push ups and <laughs> sit ups. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm scarred from that uh mentally that was oh my gosh I, that was some of the hardest days ever i was like man I, I have a torn arch in my foot or i have a broken bone in my foot but i really want to practice because i really don't want to do that anymore uh and that's something that i want to talk to our training staff about is obviously don't don't do something that's ridiculous but let's have some sort of circuit potentially so guys think to themselves do i really want to sit out or do I want to practice? Because this is worse <laughs> to some degree than what's going on in the field. And it is. And for us, to, to me, though, the biggest motivator has been playing time. Mm -hmm. um, if a guy thinks he's sitting out the first quarter, he doesn't want to do that. So he's out there. Right. Um, and, and it changes. What I mean by for us, you know, if we have 40 kids on the roster, uh, some kid may miss it's JV guy. Okay, you're going to sit the first JV quarter and mm -hmm. or. Right. You know, with JV guys, you could have ex this conversation, which has happened on Friday nights before. Maybe you get in a situation where your JV's getting in late in the third, early fourth quarter, mm -hmm. and you could tell John, Johnny, hey, you're not going in tonight because mm -hmm. you missed practice, but you're going to get to play right away on Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, so there's got to be consequences. And mm -hmm. then there's um, we've had situations too, if it's multiple days and it's a guy that's maybe not a starter on Friday nights, not a starter on Mondays, what do you do for him? And for us that you're not dressed and you're just going to be in your Jersey and jeans. You haven't been well enough to practice this week. So um, you're going to have to watch Friday night like that. Mm -hmm. So those things have been 
tremendous for us. And uh, I just don't think there's a substitution for hard work and organization. Our hard work is the expectation of our uh, players. The organization, that's more, when I say that, that's an expectation of me and my staff. We're going to be organized in what we do. We were texting, well, we text a lot, but we were texting about weight room and how you divide up the offseason. Talk about that a little bit, because that was really interesting. Because uh, I've been around guys that say everybody's there all the time. So basically, you have two seasons. I mean, you're, you're home at six, everybody's home at six o'clock all, all year round. But how you do it's a little different from what we've we talked about. Uh, it's well, it is a little bit, but we have that same expectation. So for us, once the season ends, um, this is the first year we've actually delayed starting winter conditioning to after New Year's. Oh, good. Uh, okay. So typically, what we had done in the past is season ends, take a week off, win the weight room. Uh, this year, the way that fell was going to be like December fourteenth, fifteenth, where I list right. for a few days, I mean Christmas break. And plus, we had, you know, with winning it, we had some, we had some different events going on, right? Sure. So it wasn't like the of season kind of ended that day. We had different things we were asking right. to do, so we delayed it. Mm-hmm. But for us, um, we jump into winter conditioning Monday through Thursday, okay. uh, and um, we tell our for, so we get four lifts in. I know there's three lifts guys a week out there. There's four. We do four except for in season. So winter, spring, summer, four lifts a week Monday through Thursday. Uh, winter and spring conditioning, uh, we have our roster, and you're either marked down, like for winter, are you doing boys basketball? Are you wrestling? If right. those are both no's, you're with me. That's just, that's it. That's, I the, that, I mean, that's the expectation. You are with us. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're playing another sport, go do that. Uh, but we have them done by 4.30 every day. That's awesome, man. Um, we're done by 4.30, and just like the summer, um, Fridays and Saturdays and Sundays are for you and your families. Um, I've never, we've all, we ask a lot of our kids. I think we talked about the expectation. You're always going to be there. Um, and in exchange for that, I'm always going to give you your weekends. I'm going to give you and your family. I never, very rarely ask for a Saturday. Um, we might do one seven on seven on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have one Saturday practice in August, that first Saturday. Same but after that, that after that, it's you. I mean, and the same thing during the season. Friday, the game ends. I'm going to see if you're hurt over the weekend, but if not, I'll see you Monday uh, at practice. So for us, we lift Monday through Thursday, um, alternating like upper, lower body lifts, speed, agility, um, things that like that. Um, now, one thing that we do that's a little, be not. You know, I call I call the offense, and you know I have a spreadsheet. Uh, we track every play we run throughout, you know, whenever. But yeah, but that awesome. even like translates into the weight room. We lift on a whistle. Mm. Uh, you're in. Okay. Uh, first guy, first set whistle. Boom, we go. Second guy, first set whistle. We go. Um, I think that organization has been key for us. Uh, you don't. I don't know. I, it's, I mean, some guys have had better success with it than I think we would have. I just don't think you can write a workout on the board and turn 50 guys loose and expect them all to do it. Yeah, no, um, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so for us, being on a whistle, I know everybody's doing every set. Now, could a kid potentially cut a rep or two? Mm-hmm. Certainly. But they right. also know that there's usually one or I'm counting that person's reps on that particular whistle, right? 
So I'm looking over at um, whoever it may be. Uh, this is a set of eight. Did he get eight in? Uh, right. And, and, and you don't want to be a guy that's cut short because that's not good news for everybody. Right. Um, so right. for us, that's how we kind of do it in the winter. Uh, so we do winter conditioning for this week. It, this year it was an eight week cycle. We'll take it a week off, jump into spring conditioning, and it actually works out. It's like a nine week or nine to 10 week cycle that we're going to okay. have here in the spring. But it's the same deal in terms of, hey, if you, are you running track, no. Are you playing baseball? No. Well, then you're with us. Uh, one thing we do in the spring, too, is eighth graders are welcome. Oh, nice. Uh, that has proved like very valuable to us in the last few years because uh, our strength uh, coach does a great job. We do a lot of different lifts. The spring is kind of a um, lower attendance for whatever reason. We have a mm -hmm. lot of guys that are on track and play baseball. Sure. Uh, so out of the 30 football guys that are coming back, there may be 12 or 14 of them in there. Oh, wow. um, so, so it's a great time to have those six to eight eighth graders come in you can because it's a lower volume as far as participants you can really focus on those guys mm -hmm. you can look at their squat form you can look at this is what we mean by rdls this is what we mean by this and that way when summer comes those guys are hitting the ground a little bit more running because uh for the guys that show up in june which is fine but i mean you know as a coach you've been there when you're trying to supervise 40 guys lifting i mean it's it's a it's a challenge and you're and you're doing it it's it's hard for me to continuously watch the one or two racks of freshmen to make sure um they're going to be okay now don't get me wrong at least for me there's some racks i know i don't have to worry about as much so i'm not glancing at them as much and you're always right. looking at those freshman racks or those racks that there's potential issues at um but um for us that's kind of how we go through it and it's monday through thursday and then we'll jump into summers Monday through Thursday. And then end season, um, we always get two lifts in. Hmm. Uh, for varsity, that means Monday we have a lift, like I think most programs across state do. Uh, and for Wednesday, varsity, that means you're coming in at 6 a.m. before school to get a full lift in. Uh, JV, they go after practice, usually Tuesdays to Thursdays if they have a Monday game. Nice. But um, that, that's how we kind of do it and we've done it that way for a while and um i think the hard work is just um again it's one of the things we don't negotiate on um and it proves kind of in the pudding you can show the guys this is what we've done for 20 years and this is what's been successful for us and they want to continue through that uh, and they don't want to let each other down right. um so for us i mean that's been an answer i guess mm, that's awesome so I've been wanting to ask you this question because, and we talked about it a little bit. We talked about this a little bit before the before the podcast. Compare and contrast 2021 state championship game versus 2022. Obviously, you won the one last year. Did you do anything different? What did you learn? Because I'm sure there's people. I'm sure there's people listening. Actually, I know there's people listening that have been to a state championship game or one 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 or um, or a couple. What did you learn from that first experience to the second experience as you you went through that? So the, I mean, to, to lose one, um, I mean, it's one of the most depressing feelings there is mm. in the in the immediate aftermath. I mean, um, it's just a gut punch. It really is, but it's a motivator. 
for us, I learned a lot. So despite all of our history uh, and the fact that we've been to 10 championships or whatever it is in the last 23 years and um, all that, what I quickly figured out was because of COVID, we didn't have players that were used to that. And, and we're in, sure. we had um, a lot of sophomores and juniors starting, several sophomores and juniors that had never been to a championship game ever in their life, never been to Wheeling. And for mm-hmm. Williamstown, that's odd. Mm-hmm. You usually have guys in that situation. Mm-hmm. I had been to several championships, one of few with Coach Smith, but never in the chair I was in sitting in for that first one in 21. Um, so I had to learn a lot. Um, mm-hmm. The staff, only one other one had coached in the championship. So when Coach Smith left, most of the staff left. Um, mm-hmm. So we have a bunch of guys um, that have only been coaching high school football three to four years. Uh, I went from being the youngest guy on staff right now and the oldest guy. I'm 39 years old and the oldest guy on our staff. Uh, So we got a bunch of young guys that have younger guys that have played here. But Mm -hmm. so one thing uh, we wanted to make different, like in 21, when we won that semifinal game at Dodgers, uh, Mm -hmm. we were on cloud nine, man. And that Mm -hmm. night, I mean, I remember the staff, we got back to Williamstown. We all went to Da Vinci's for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're celebrating, having some good a good meal, talking about, it, and everybody's just so happy to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I thought about, I thought about this, you know, several times throughout my professional career, football career, whatever. And you can only go as far as you kind of imagine yourself being. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If your goal is to make the playoffs, get what? Well, guess what you're gonna do? You're probably gonna make the playoffs. Make you're not gonna do much more. Uh, if your goal is to play at Wheeling, Wheeling Island, play for a championship, you're probably just going to play for a championship. Right. So one mm. thing we had to do is like level set expectations is we don't want to, because it's my mistake. I said our goal is to play the first weekend in December on Wheeling Island. That's our goal. That's our goal. Well, we did that. Mm-hmm. And so we had to adjust like we want to win when we're there. Yes. And how's the best way to win? And for us, that didn't change a whole lot in terms of players mm-hmm. in the uh, prep. Um, we had to block out distractions better. Mm-hmm. So instead of having um, all the hoopla around it, we wanted to be really laser focused on finishing this job. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that come with it as far as media attention for players, different things that you can't avoid. Uh, local news stations come and want to interview folks and you can't avoid all that stuff, but making sure they knew there was a job to do when we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, I made mistakes um, as a coach getting ready for that first championship. Um, things I look back on and I um, just had, how stupid are you? Uh, and and what I, I mean, so for me, getting ready for a week, I usually have one or two tricks ready. Um, I usually have certain things ready uh, offensively. Uh, defensively, the same deal, playing A, B, and C. Um, when we were getting ready last year, I, I don't know if it was because so much of my time was consumed by the outside stuff, but I didn't do that. I didn't have, and it seems like little things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as a play caller, you may have two or three trick plays up your sleeve each game, which I usually have two or three on the call sheet, and I never, I may never call them. I'm not saying mm-hmm. I would have called them against Richie, 
But the fact I didn't have them ready tells me I didn't go about my normal deal as far right. as preparing goes. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, shifting from that to the uh, this year was, hey, you got to um, find time mm -hmm. to do all the things you normally do. Um, and I mean, anybody who's been a head coach or a coordinator, you know the time that it takes. And when you get into a championship, there's other there's other things on your time frame now. So mm -hmm. how are you going to get that in uh, and mm -hmm. still have your team ready to go? Um, so that was an experience. The travel, just making sure that we were in good spots there. We weren't in too much of an ah moment. Um, so just, I think that's the biggest difference. Just is one, setting change the expectation. Two, trying to block out the outside noise. Mm -hmm. Two things that changed for us. Um, I will say there's no greater motivator in the offseason than losing one, mm -hmm. especially in the situation we had 19 and 22 starters coming back. Yeah, buddy. So those 19 guys, I mean, and the mm -hmm. whole team coming that close and falling short, man, there wasn't a lack of motivation throughout the offseason. Uh, you didn't have to say much. Um, mm -hmm. I think there's a few things that played in our favor this year. One, James Monroe not being as experienced, kind of had to go through what we went through to the unfamiliarity of James Monroe mm. um, helped. Uh, mm. And what I mean by that, I think our, they had our kids att full attention all mm -hmm. week. Um, mm -hmm. And that's not to take anything away from the year before. Um, Richie, Cotot, they've done a great job, uh, but they've kind of been, you know, a program that goes up and down. And mm. unfortunately for some of our guys, I think maybe they thought about some old Richie teams that weren't, um, this year's Richie team. Uh, so they were the better team that night and they went out and took care of it. But I thought our guys' focus that week, what this past year was at, at a very high level. And um, they're able to consume a lot, just like they had all year. Um, I think this year's group was, we got such special players this year, past year, and uh, we got a pretty good core coming back. And one of the things that they're able to do is man, they're able to consume a lot of information mm -hmm. uh, and do a lot. And uh, I know you've seen film of us mm -hmm. offensively mm -hmm. on things that uh, they're able to do. And it's not a credit to me or anybody. It's their ability to go out there and do that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, even defensively, being able to catch the same kids in single A on offensive defense and the ability to consume what we want them to consume on offense and to do the same thing on defense and have various checks to look at or seeing uh, and getting in the right fronts that we need to be in. Um, just incredible um, job by them, being able to consume those details, focus, and just have a great week of preparation. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, thank you for coming on and joining us, man. You've been just a wealth of, of wisdom, and I always appreciate our, our time together. Uh, thank you. Uh, hopefully, uh, folks get one or two things. That's always the goal. but. Uh, but maybe they didn't. Uh, I, I I just don't think there's any substitute. I mean, if, I, if I'm listening, the only thing I would say is have your non-negotiables. What are they? Mm. And for us, it's always hard work and organization. And the or hard work part is on the players. The organization part is on us as a staff. Uh, and those are two things that we're always going to have uh, in our back pocket now. And hopefully wins come with it. Coach, thank you. 
You're the man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks.